All right, we're back. Welcome. This is officially episode five. We uh we know we've been gone for a while. We got a we had life going on. We we did have life going on. We kind of had to figure things out and figure out again. But to remind to... you guys who we are, I'm Johnny. I'm Jimmy. I'm Matt. We kind of had to just figure out some podcast stuff, but we are coming to you with good news. We're no longer on SoundCloud, which is good because it wasn't really a good platform for us. But we are now on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, which means we're now on basically every major podcast mm-hmm. platform. And I'm going to read you guys the list, but basically anywhere that you listen to a podcast, you can find alternative opinions and rants. Google um, Play. Google Plays, not Google Play, it's Google Podcasts now. Google Play no longer accepts podcasts, fun fact. If you're on Google Play as a podcast, you'll stay on there, but now everyone's moving towards Google Podcasts. But, well, but anywhere that. you listen to podcasts yeah. now, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. As about to ask, are we on Stitcher? We are on Stitcher. <laughs> well, um, you, we do have a new one. logo. That is a work in progress. We are going to evolve that. But if, if you guys give us some concept art, that we'll definitely take a look at that and take or it if into you, consideration. Or if you have feedback on the logo, I'm sure you have seen it by now. Unless you're on Apple, which for some reason the Apple uploaded with our old logo. But I'm sure once we upload this episode, that'll change. But yeah, we're back. Um, we just took a while to figure things out, but. Same old nudes, same old people. Um, you said nudes? I said news. <laughs> same old nudes. I mean, if... No, 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 no. Okay. Well, yeah, no, we're back. Uh, this is this is Alternative Opinions and Rants. So, uh, we're coming to you uh, near the beginning of November. Yeah. Uh, elections just happened. Halloween was rather unspooky. Um... Thanksgiving's coming up, followed by Christmas, and then the new year. Well, Hanukkah's in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We don't want to exclude the Jews. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I guess getting into it, let's first talk about the most recent election. Um, apparently, most voter turnout for a midterm since, what was it, like 1950 or something? Which is good. Um, but it's still like good. 50%. The and also I, I mentioned to you this to you guys earlier. There was a news article, and I don't take me word for word on it, but supposedly in certain areas there was evidence that there were a bunch of uncounted ballots in like just mail distribution centers or something like that. So kind of weird. Um, not sure what's going on with that, but I think one of the one of the places was a mail center that was evacuated after the bombing threat. So I think those ballots just got. But the bombing threat happened before. Well, I guess well, for mail in ballots. Cause yeah, you have if they time. were mail in ballots. And the bombing threat is the bombs that were mailed. If you haven't heard about it, you're living under a rock. Yeah, the bombing <laughs> threat was pretty bad. But but the guys, I think he's going through the trial. If not, if he hasn't been already convicted, I think he pleaded guilty or something. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think who you think who what didn't plead guilty was the one who shot at the synagogue. But um, yeah, so there was a shooting at a synagogue as well. It's been a it's been an eventful couple of weeks. It's in been terms a of politics tough time in the world of news. Well, society, society in but, general. I mean, like you were just saying, there were votes that weren't counted. Uh, I guess yet because like they could still count after the fact and change the results. I don't know how that's all going to work. Apparently, people were saying there's not going to be a recount. I don't know. Well, they're still counting votes. Florida, that I hear in they're, Georgia. Are they? In oh. Florida, they're recounting. Georgia. Well, the Democratic candidate's hoping that wants every vote count so that his opponent, the Republican opponent, 
will be less than 50% would have to go into a runoff. But he's actually jumping the gun that he's even resigned from his current job as Secretary of State, who's supposed to be in charge of counting the ballots. Can you imagine if he ends up losing? Huh. <laughs> like, he jumped the gun there. But, I, I don't know. It's like, there's a lot of voting problems. Well, I don't say problems, but a lot of voting things happen. Voting headaches. Well, like, in... Southern North Dakota, they didn't allow like 50,000 Native Americans vote because they didn't have an address. That's stupid. Because they live on a reservation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our our election system, I think we, and I think we may even have talked about this on like one of our first episodes when we talked about electoral college, but I think the opinion still stands is (laughs) that our voting system just needs to be revised. I I think here in Colorado we have a Good way to do voting systems. Yeah, I like that. So, in Colorado, for those of you who are not familiar, which is probably a, not a lot of you, but in general, a um, of you. you can sign up, and most places, most people are signed up for this. You receive your ballot in the mail, you fill it out, do it, whatever, um, and, and then you there's just either. Drop it off. Yeah, you drop it off at like designated 24 hour drop off stations, and there's some at the public libraries, there's some at. Um, a lot of different buildings, they have a lot of areas. You can also mail it back in, you are required to put postage on it. They but don't pay for that. They they do not pay for postage, but you receive your ballot in the mail and you fill it out. You take the time to figure mm-hmm. things out, so that way you can research the issues, take your time, and you send it back in. And they're required to be deposited by seven p.m. on election day. And I mean, I don't think we realized how better we have it here in Colorado than other states. I I didn't realize until you guys told me today. I didn't realize this was actually that uncommon of a thing. Well, in Georgia, some people were waiting up three hours, five hours, five hours. But, and like what well, my coworker is saying, like he he was from Texas. He moved. He went to school in Syracuse, New York. He had to go stand in line at voting stations. And did you know in Texas you can register with your concealed carry license? Register to vote? Yeah. Huh. But you can't do it with a university ID from a public university. Sounds like a very Texas thing. Yep. But he he was very surprised on how easy it is to vote here in Colorado. Yeah, no, we have it great here. I love it. Um, obviously, the moral of the story here is no matter who you're voting for or what you're voting for, please go out and vote. It's Next time. And it's vote, a little later. Yes, <laughs> vote informed. Don't, I, I really do preach against the whole voting by party affiliation. I really think that's a dumb way to vote in that's today's right. society where just because somebody's a Republican or a Democrat doesn't necessarily mean like, that... I have an example because, like, I did most of my research for the initiatives and, like, the governor, secretary of state, whatnot, but I didn't do any voting for the judges, mm-hmm. which I now regret because one of the judges that was up for retention, he received by the independent commission a pretty much an unsatisfactory rating. Huh. You know, I didn't research judges either. You know what I was annoyed at when I was doing research was for the local issues. So I tried finding stuff like with the local amendments. newspaper uh, and all. Well, the amendments was easy to find because that's more statewide kind of thing in our district. And they sent a booklet. But but mm-hmm. like for like local stuff on like uh, like on the Gazette, you they want you to pay for you to receive this information. Oh, the voter guides. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. stupid. Uh, you know what? I'd like to rant. Yes. I would like to rant on the issue of politics, and this was really pissing me off during the midterms, but I swear to God, if I don't care what you are advocating for, what party you are advocating for, if you text me and say, oh, public record shows you haven't voted yet, vote yes on this, or vote for this person, I swear to God, you will get the dirtiest text message from me. (laughs) Like, it's one thing to cold call me, 
But text messages is worse because it's not something I can... You can't ignore a text message like you can a phone call. Like, Mm -hmm. once it's there, it's there. And then it's funny. Actually, I'll read you guys. I had a conversation with one of these people, like, asking, like, what's the deal? How they got my number? How this is okay? And... Hold on. While you look for it, I kind of want to rant on how... We 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 just had an amendment, Amendment One Twelve, which restricted uh, oil and gas companies. No. From... So it's pretty much any new wells would have to be twenty five hundred feet away from uh, buildings. Pretty much. well from schools and water. Yeah, and they put a seriously aggressive campaign here, uh, oil and gas companies to vote no on it, and we ended up voting no because of this three million dollar campaign. And I'm just thinking, if an oil and gas company tells you to vote no on something. Should you vote no? So, you want to know what some of the after effects of voting no happened? Because that's what ended up being. Mm-hmm. Stock, oil prices went, or oil, stocks and oil went higher. Uh, companies started investing more in Colorado because apparently Colorado is the fifth largest natural gas and oil uh, producer in the country. I didn't know that. Okay, so here it is. Here's the text message. So... Hi, Matthew. This is Emma with Americans for Prosperity, blah, blah, blah. There is general election on November 6th, and mail-in ballots have arrived. Can we count on you to vote for Walker Stapleton for governor? I don't care, like, whether about this. Like, at this point, I didn't even do the research. This was the fifth text message I had gotten within the week about random political issues. So I said, hi, Emma. Can you please tell me how you obtained my phone number? I am concerned that I get a lot of messages, and I never signed up for any sort of political solicitations. Is there a do not call list or like a do not thing? And she said, we got our lists from public record voter lists. I said, is there anything I can do to opt out in the future? Is there a do not contact me list? And she said, unfortunately, politics and religion do not fall under do not call lists. But your best bet is to vote early. And when the lists are updated, you should drop off quickly. Wait, wait, wait. So you, if politics means you're not excluded... Yeah, politics means you're not excluded from the do not call list. Like, they, politics are excluded. I, they, politics are exempt from following the do not call list. And my question is, is if religion and politics are exempt from do not call list, and all these scam callers and robocallers ignore the list, then what's the point of the list? What is the FCC doing? Nothing. Uh, they are caring about net neutrality not being a thing. That's... Stupid. Net neutrality should be a thing. Yes, it should be. It should be. But anyway, that's that's a rant for another episode. But my whole point is, like, what's the point of this do not call list if at the end of the day people are going to ignore... Well, you want a, a funny thing. I think the head of the SEC, his main goal of being in here... A G-Pi? Yeah. Is to get rid of the scam calls. Yeah, he wants to, with but he's too. doing a really piss poor job of it. Meanwhile, he's sitting in Verizon's pocket. What, what yes. really bothers me is the fact that they said politics. Because, like, not everyone, like, in your case, Walker Stapleton, he's a Republican. He's a governor. Like, what What if you're a Democrat? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Well, it's because I'm registered independent. That's well, what so I'm saying. But we, we never got these. And when did, How early did you submit your ballot? Uh, actually, we, we got our ballot pretty early. We filled it out. Rather early, but we didn't actually submit it until about two days before the. Two days. Uh, Interesting. It was, like, it, was, it was like the Saturday. I got that or on the, election day was November sixth. I got that on October twenty seventh. But, but no, I, like I was at work. I was frustrated, and the thing is, like, I'm not going to ignore text messages because it could be something important. It could be a family member. Like, family knows that they need to. Mm-hmm. If they need me and it's important, it should be more important for them to for them to text me because they don't always see phone calls. Mm-hmm. But 
for them to abuse this, like, this is ridiculous. Oh, and, like, just even, like, if we're being honest, like, the, the increase in spam calls in general. I'm getting so many calls daily about, like, oh, I feel this so health smart. insurance plan. Or... Well, it's because the open enrollment just opened for it's, that. Well, it's not even just that, like, health insurance plan. There's, like, if you're a senior and you're a fall risk or, <laughs> like, scammers and... But, okay, it's really sad because a lot of people actually fall for some of these scams. Like, where I, I work... Do. I know they do. One person, or one of our clients, received a fake email that looked so much like they received it from the... Mm-hmm. Like, uh, box. Uh, you might want to be careful how much information you disclose. I know. I'm not going to say too much. That they received it from the boss... To go to like Target, buy a couple oh, of gift cards. This is a common thing at UCC. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Where it looks like it came from somebody within the organization. Email spoofing is so easy now. They spent two thousand dollars in gift cards. Yeah, um, UCCS, uh, which is where I work for. Obviously, we've ex- we, um, we've gotten a lot better about that. There are ways in the email headers you can tell where an email actually came from. So if it seems suspicious. You can actually open the email message, and a lot of people don't know how to do this. If you look online, look up how to look up email headers, you can read it, and what will happen is if you go through it, it'll say, yes, it looks like it came from this address that they're pretending to be, but it always shows the actual originating address. And it's usually a bunch of letters and numbers at some random subdomain. So yeah, it'll probably be like, at com. Is that how you pronounce it? That's exactly how you pronounce it. But the moral of the story is check your email, people. This is a, this is a PSA from your favorite IT professional on your podcast. Wait, you're a favorite? I am your favorite I thought IT it was professional. That's racist. <laughs> Talking about racism. Oh, boy. So, Here we go. All right, backstory. So my cousin, he's uh, living with us at the moment. He's trying to get some extra money and whatnot. And at the restaurant where he worked at, uh, he works as a busser. Um... Uh, you know, he's cleaning up this table, and uh, these customers give him a tip. And, you know, at first you always get excited for a tip or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they give him a bunch of pesos, and they say, go back to your country. They really did that. They yeah. really did. And get this, my cousin's from Utah. Like, he, he was born in Utah. That's okay. I've, I'm obviously not Hispanic, but that doesn't stop people from... If, if, you're, if you don't look like you're from... Here, people tend to want to just assume that you don't belong. Well, here. the problem is that if I don't know if a lot of our viewers realize, but according, to, well, by twenty thirty five, there there is going to be no majority white people in the U.S. It's going to be all mixed. I mean, I I mean, at the rate they're going, people are not going to want to stay here long. I mean, well, to be honest, I don't. Get, get, it's getting this, bad enough where I don't want to stay here. This person or persons were so racist that they walked around for, I don't know, a good while carrying pesos in their pocket just for this opportunity. Like, how bad you have to be? How? This, well, I know, this, that's okay, pretty low. So look at our current environment because look, look at what. I don't want to. This is going to go political. <laughs> Trump and a lot of the Republican Party used for the midterms is about this migrant caravan. Like they're in quote invading. But they're not. It's a couple thousand people who are not, trying not to escape. A couple thousand. Yes, it's like five seven thousand, but oh, it's the good. question is how much are actually gonna reach the US border. But they're escaping uh poverty and violence in their countries. That's okay. He just published that didn't Trump just publish that executive order that says people who come here seeking asylum 
I uh, yeah. think he's trying to. Yes, I think it was he signed it. I'm pretty sure it's being fought like, because, like, uh, what's his name? Paul Ryan? No, Ryan Paul. Ryan Paul's. Anyway, the, Paul. the guy in charge of the Senate, Speaker of the House, Speaker of the House. Yeah, I think it's Ryan Paul. Ryan. Paul Ryan. What a combination of those names. He says that the that Trump can't do that. Without, you're thinking of the thirteenth or the amendment, the fourteenth amendment about birth. Oh, I'm thinking about birth. Rights. You're thinking birth citizenship. But anyway, so he's creating this more xenophobic attitude that militias are going down to the southern border. I mean, he's to said, he's defend the country. Didn't he send like five thousand troops? Yeah, but they're in a supporting role. They're just putting like up five thousand. Yeah, I thought it was like something like fifty thousand because oh, I remember people it was like 15. making. But get this, they're, they're like Mexico City right now, which is thousands of miles away. That is south of where my our family lives in Mexico. Yeah. But it's... Like, and most of this, care, well, this caravan has children. Yeah. I pregnant know. women. Yeah. People... It's just people trying to get to a better place. And this they're is what... They're even escaping violence. Well, America one used to be known for being up. so welcome for like... People who like it used to be so welcoming to people of different races. We used to be a melting pot. We used to be the land of opportunity. My thought is, if we're trying to put away refugees, then we should literally tear down the Statue of Liberty, at least take it down and put it in storage or send it back to France, because we would not deserve it for trying to take away refugees. I mean, I think our—I don't want to even say our ancestors. I think I don't—not even necessarily our grandparents, because. I don't want to necessarily say they're part of the problem, but baby boomers do conflict with, I don't want to necessarily say revolutionary ideas. You are tiptoeing so hard. I know I am. Innovative ideas about how, like we, like have you noticed lately in the world of, in the world of politics all around the world, people are going more back towards isolationism rather than uh, unity. Is it unitarianism that I'm thinking? Utilitarianism. Just people know. working together to make the world a better, better place. You know. <laughs> I don't think you want to talk about this topic. I, I mean, you guys know this is kind of like a very topic I hold kind of close to my heart because it's something I struggled with, like, kind of growing up, being very young around the time of nine eleven, and then you grow up post nine eleven, and mm-hmm. there people will casually make jokes like. Oh hey, nine eleven! Isn't that your national holiday? Why are you in school? Like people will, that, that, people will try to be like joking around, but the problem so, is, it's like it's not. Take a, it's look, very you know bad. Similar for that, those of you who are just tuning in, I, I am a Middle Eastern. All right, I'm, I'm from Egypt, I, and I look very Middle Eastern. I have darker skin. I have a beard, so I tend to look I mean, like someone that may be profiled, but okay, of so that nature. Related to that, when Trump got elected, you know what they started telling to. My younger cousin and my younger brother in high school. Hmm. Oh, they're gonna go back to your country. We're gonna build a wall. Yeah, the whole wall thing. And it's just because we're half Mexican. Like, like seriously, like what? All right, I don't want to necessarily. Listen, I, say I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this country legally. I was born here. I am a native citizen. I'm first like, generation. Where, where do my you parents want to go? came here legally on a visa, and now they have well, their citizenship. Like DACA. Yeah, I just I don't want to get into that. But then we can also go towards the synagogue shooting. How this language and rhetoric is actually uh, alienating Jewish people. This is a very sad episode. We're, we've well, it's because there's a lot of stuff happened. Depressive topics. Because a lot of stuff happened. It's like we shouldn't treat other people based on your uh, religion. 
Well, yes. We shouldn't. Especially since they're, co- they're supposedly doing this in the name of God. But as a, for a Christian person to do a violent act in God's name just seems wrong. Yeah. On the opposite end, I mean, very yeah, religious crusades. people. Yeah. Very religious people. It, it's just, I don't want to say a handful, but they... You're talking about the people who are very openly like religious and try to... Well, it's like Shove it down heard, your throat. Yes, for lack of a better you forget, word. It's like they forget, like, you need to care and love for other people. It's, like, very selective. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm actually curious, if there, if we have any Muslim listeners, mm-hmm. I'm curious about... Your stories. Oh, yes, your stories, especially, like, with being... Well, there's ISIS, who is more yeah. radical versus the actual Mormon. Well, and Mormon. obviously we know a lot of... Muslim. It goes without saying, and, like, even... In all religions, Christianity, Islam, a lot of times people do not practice it the same way. It, like people are not. It's like they only these, select the stuff they care about. They select the important stuff, and they're not practicing it by the book, like heavily. Like you're not practicing hate and preaching. No, no, hate. You're, like you're, you're, you're being picky and choosy. And the problem with that is, it's like you can't. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is people... There are people who are very good people who are have those religions and there's nothing wrong about it. No, like people no. are not... The, the people... The, there are people who are trying to use religion to justify horrible actions by picking one random thing that happened in a religious text and using mm-hmm. that as a justification. And that, those are extremists, period. I'm going to go ahead and change the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of shoving things oh. down people's throats... No, um, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Johnny, um, sleazy salespeople. Oh, jeez. This is this is on my mind because uh, I don't know. I just think back to my before I worked at the IT department at the university. I used to work at Costco selling phones, and I just God, that was just one of the worst retail experiences I had. Like some of the sales tactics, I remember because we had a class presentation, and one of the um, one of the, one of the members were one of my classmates worked at Sprint and just a lot of the stuff he was talking about just kind of remind me of some of the stuff they taught us at Costco where it was very like sleazy tactics where it's like always overcome objections and always like do whatever you can to win the sale and like yeah. add on all this extra stuff and just try to sell in a way that people eat. like the extended warranties and that kind of stuff listen I there are needs for extended warranties and for some people that's a good idea for me I took advantage of it I broke a laptop multiple times and that was a good I thing mean, to some, have some people are very accident prone but I should not be shoving it down people's throats and I didn't agree with that and that's part of the reason I don't rework it but the reason this is fresh in my head is today is just thinking We, uh, for those of you that don't know I am car shopping right now and I went to a couple car dealerships I actually went to car, two car dealerships one was across the street from the other and I won't say names or what type of car but I had two very expensive different experiences at the first one we showed up told the guy what we were looking to test drive he got my id took down some information gave me the key and said go have fun didn't even ride with us in the car like we could have done whatever we want we could have taken we he was very trustworthy i really liked him we took a while with the second test drive and he was just whatever and i even called him later on in the day to ask him a few questions and he was very friendly then i go across the street to another car and this salesperson I think one of the most offensive things was first off, she was like saying, hey, this car is in this price range. People can expect to pay this money. Is that kind of what you were expecting? Knowing that I, when I walked into a 
told the salesperson, hey, I've already done my research. I kind of know what options are. Like, it's it was like, just kind of insulting. This actually, first of all, actually reminds me of our old boss at Subway. Yes. Before, I don't know if you heard his story about when he bought his Tacoma. Before we get into that, before we get into that, let me let me wrap this up real quick. But like that was that was one of the offending things. But then she just kept like, I would she would kept going on and like I would ask her the difference between two models, and the only thing she would tell me like there there were significant differences, and she's like, oh, some safety features. I'm like, I don't. That was not the question I But then I like I felt like I have to keep repeating myself, like, hey, I want to test drive. Like she wasn't taking us seriously yeah, you, when you, you, I kept repeating myself saying, Hey, I want to test drive this car. I remember hey. you saying like at least five Yeah, I said it five times, times and I was trying to be like nonchalant and then I finally said, Hey, let's test drive this car and she's like, Okay, let's go get the keys. So there was that, but it was just like And then at the end of it we were talking and I told her, like, yeah, this is very early for me. I'm not quite ready to buy yet. Like I'm still just Getting and she's information. Still trying to sell you the car. Yeah, she's like, "What can I do to win your sale today?" Like, my manager wants to shake hands, everyone, see if they can close the deal. And I like made it very clear to her, I'm not walking out of that place with a car today. And she's like, especially on Saturdays. Like, it made it very clear that they just wanted me there for the sale. They didn't really want to help me out. So, I mean, I think you guys can tell which car dealership I'm going to end up going to. And but there are there are reasons besides that. There are obviously reasons between the especially two different the cars, cars. Yeah, especially I mean, the cars that we were looking at. Like, I, I, I don't think you guys want to hear us talk. You about don't want to hear us talk about. Well, I mean, if you guys do want to hear us talk about cars, we, we could go on for figures. But <laughs> well, this no. actually reminds me but, of yeah, our old boss when he went years ago. Mm-hmm. He has like, he has a really old Tacoma. It's like twenty years ago now. <laughs> when he went to go get a Tacoma brand new, he actually preferred. Ford beforehand, so we went to a Ford dealership after work, and he owns a couple subways. Oh, so, I remember this story now. So he was wearing his subway shirt. They keep in mind this is a taller, very taller, large African American man. Like very, yeah. can be very intimidating. I'd say, but he was going in wearing like a torn up subway shirt. Like kind of had some holes in it because yeah. that's what he had, and some black slacks. Because he owns a subway, so he's mm-hmm. very hands on with. So he wants he went to a Ford dealership. So by a brand new Ford, he had the money cash down. No one came out to help him. And he just kind of walked around, and it like he, people made eye contact with him. Nobody came out. So then he decided, okay, fine, I'm going to leave. So we drove down the street, get a coma. Went to the Toyota dealership, walked in, and people shook his hand, and yeah, they were super friendly. So that goes a long way. Like the whole like, funny how things have people, changed in the last couple yeah, of people years. Yeah, people are not. What well, I think it's like a whole like people assume that like I hate to use the word millennial, but people of our age can't afford cars like she seemed well she seemed very hesitant when i told her the kind of car i was looking at and that this was like, in my budget and then the number she was quoting at it was kind of ridiculous like even without finance or like with financing without a down payment and like a really bad interest rate the amount she was giving me monthly the, the number she was giving me monthly was kind of a ridiculous number i'm like where did you do your math I, like it's I, almost like she was trying to scare me off from buying the car like i mean we do our research on the vehicles. Oh, I spent a month doing research on these cars. Like, I wanted to go to find out. This was the how, final how nail. Because yeah. that's what you want to do is, like, you want to do your research beforehand, and then once you have a couple options, to have your deciding factors, mm-hmm. which you fall in love with driving. But I, won't, I will not be going back. She was very insulting, and I was... It was just, like, that whole... I mean, like, she, she was like, oh, so... Like me as a mechanical engineer, I'm, I'm here because I know more mechanical stuff. And yeah, like it was very like stereotypical. Like, and because Jimmy's the accountant, like he's the financial guy, and then this like he's the smarter guy, and then you're like the hands-on guy. And I'm like, it's like first of all, we're we're this not is here super buying a awkward. car, and I know you know about more about cars than I do. Well, and she's like, she's like asking you guys what you do, and then she like finally gets around to ask me what I'm like. 
she knows you guys are not here to buy a car. You, she yeah. knows you guys are just here. To, like, so she just totally threw me under the bus. It's just it's like, I don't know. Like, I went through so much. I think it was, we maybe spent like 20 minutes talking to her before we finally got to test her. Like, we went out there and she just, just kept talking about the features and like all this thing. I'm like, listen, it's cold. We were sitting inside. You can tell me all about these features. I found one I like. I told you I want to test drive this one. Please go get the keys and let me test drive this car. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, especially compared to the other dealership where it was just Oh, he like, was just... He said, hey, do you have one in particular you like? I mean, he, Yeah, here's this one. He, he gave me the keys and we just drove and had some fun. He, and it was... He, he already saw that we've done our research. He didn't judge us for And he also the accepted side. the fact that I was not ready to purchase yet, so he wasn't pushy about it. Mm-hmm. Not once did he ask us to come in, sit up, do, do some numbers. Anything. They asked him for his card at the end of it, and he knew I was serious, and that was it. He just knew we were there to test drive. But, I mean, just some salespeople just are pushy, and I, I think that's part of the way... Oh, it's a different cultures. Different, it, it different corporate cultures. cultures. I mean... Well, it's funny, and I really don't want to name drop here. Like, I really don't want to talk about... It. But the dealer that the the sales rep worked at that was kind of offensive... Was the dealer I held to a higher standard because they were always kind of known for having that good customer service and that good quality. So I was just a little bit in shock. Like I felt like she was just trying to push a sale on me. Well, first she was like just trying to scare me off and like insulting. And then as soon as she saw how serious I was and I like I talked about how much I knew about the car and I was driving it and like talking about the nitty gritty details about how it drove. Then she's just like she couldn't she couldn't let me go. Like she kept just trying to push the sale and get her manager to come over and shake my hand and whatever I can I mean, do we to something. We waited around like five minutes wait, waiting for Yeah, we waited for this manager and then the manager with, with another customer so she just let us leave and like... It's like the, the manager even walked by us because we were just standing right there by the door. It's like, come on. I mean, seriously. And it's just... It's just wasting everyone's time. But, um... Well, it was getting cold and she knew we were trying to leave. Like, we, we wanted to go to a third dealership today just for fun, and that didn't end up happening because... Because how long she took. Yeah, it, it was definitely a long endeavor, but... But, oh, I mean, we still got time. Yeah, we, we and I, I'm not in any rush to buy a car yet, but no, it was just... I mean, you should be in a rush, really, because it's a, it's a large mm-hmm. financial... It is, but cost. it's just... It is frustrating every time I think about, like, car buying. Like, I like the idea of going to get to test drive the car and the idea of a new car. Like, I cannot wait to get rid of my unreliable car, but at the it's same time... It's putting thinking about dealing with a... Oh, my gosh. It's person. stressful. Well, that's what happened with me when I went to buy a car. I don't want to deal with dealerships until you want to pay, basically. Yeah. But that, that's, that's something that should change, but probably never will, at least in our lifetime. Well, but, there's Carvana. It's it's starting to change, but on a different topic. Um, so, if you guys remember on our Facebook page, we ran a survey about what do we prefer: um, meeting a person face to face or dating, or online dating. I'm glad you brought this up. And there were very few votes for online dating, which was surprising but because I you think, think when you talk up to people, you think they would swing more, especially with our well, generation. I think it's a question. It's like, do you prefer versus what do you do? Yeah, I think the question mm-hmm. was... So maybe but, we'll redo the pose, but I'm glad Johnny brought this up because right now there is a um, a bet going on <laughs> we have where I think it was if we get a hundred views on this episode... I thought it was higher than that. No, it was a hundred. It was definitely a hundred. You shot pretty higher. low. I thought it was higher. Do you, what was it, Johnny? I think it was a hundred... Ironically, I saw his phone. He actually has a dating app on there. It, I, what? Oh, hold I on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, the 100, 100 views on this episode, Johnny will let us build him a dating profile and sign up for a dating app because Johnny, 
if you don't know, is super against online dating. Like I, I, I prefer meeting people face to face and everything. But I've, I've, I've told of, him I've, I've wanted him to try, and he'll take it seriously. He'll use it seriously. Mm-hmm. So make sure you share this episode with your friends. Share it around. Hopefully, it'll be a lot easier to get people to listen to it now that we're I'm, on I'm gonna, I'm gonna, every playlist under the I'm sun. I'm going to throw a deadline for this for the end of the year. Done. So that that is a month and no, no. a little over a month and a half to get a hundred views. Now, in defense, yes, you saw I have a dating app installed. All I did was install. What is it? Hinge. Hinge. That's a new one. Yeah, I, I heard it on NPR. I've all I've done is download. I haven't opened it or anything. I think that's so. the frustrating thing about dating apps is there's just so many. Like, well, well, you, if you really want to be serious, you have to have like five different. Like, why can't there just be one dating app that everybody who's using dating apps is on this dating app, so I don't have to be well, like, oh, well, there's a person. On this. The second frustrating thing is, say you match with someone, it's just there isn't communication because, yeah. like, on Bumble, I'll match with people, but it might be they don't respond to me because on Bumble. The girls the message, message first. first. And, well, and here's the other thing, and, like, that, it gets to the whole thing where there are people who will just swipe right on everybody just to see how many matches they can get, and then they sift through their matches later rather than sw- sifting through the people. Except with Bumble, list. you have 24 hours to initiate the conversation. I know, which is just... But still, people will just swipe right, and then they'll sift through when they get a match, and... That's when they'll. That's when they'll decide yes or no. They won't de- decide yes or no during the swiping. They'll decide yes or no during the matching phase, which is kind of dumb, but it is what it is. But I mean, I think people would prefer person to person. And like for you talking about all these different dating apps, and I think that's part of the problem is there's just so many options. And the reason why there's probably so many options is because people want different things in relationships. Right. Some so it's people, a very lucrative business. Like some people want to have. A more serious relationship right off the get-go while some people just want to have like a one-night stand or just... Well, I think dating apps allow for both of that. Like at least you can advertise that. Whereas it's kind of harder to advertise that person. You're not going to just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, what are you looking for? Oh, hey, I'm looking for a one-night stand. I mean, can you, you imagine? You you could easily probably <laughs> go to a bar. For a dating app is just oh. by saying like what type of relationship are you looking for? Well, they have that. But well, they have that in dating well, like, apps. Maybe you really should try yeah, dating because app. Bumble. They actually have like, what are you looking for? Like, that's something like something serious. Man, I remember when Facebook started being a thing. Like when Facebook was that was even something you could put on your Facebook. Is like if you were single, like what kind of things you were looking for. Like if you were looking for a relationship, if you were looking for friends. But wasn't Facebook supposed to start doing a dating app? They're supposed to. Facebook is beta dating. testing it. I don't remember where they are, but they are. Um, they are doing like a test of it. But they're the the idea behind it is it will not. The goal is to not have it suggest you to any of your friends or people that you may know so it doesn't get awkward, but it but uses it uses that Facebook thing to its advantage. For, like, location stuff. but but Not just location. It looks at friends list and that kind of thing. And I think it's supposed to have a better like algorithm. Kind of like through mutual friends, isn't it? Like something. So like you're that. friends with this, like friends with this person. It's gonna be friends with them, but you don't actually know. I think it uses a lot of cre- Facebook's creepy algorithms, but. But I mean, let's go back to this uh, poll. So what was it like? Two? Like we had a total of what, like thirty something people. Yeah, for and it. like two people, including me, being one of them, were saying like dating apps. I think it was like you and uh, your friend from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But it isn't that just interesting how people just would prefer the face of face. Rather well, than, well, well, I'm sure I, I versus yeah. Again, I think I think we need to redo that poll. It's preferred versus convenience because it's more convenient to date. Online. I think people would prefer to meet in person, but I don't think people actually are able to. Uh, but I mean, I guess I guess look for a poll here in the future. 
You know what be kind of hilarious now that I'm thinking it while I'm looking at the box? Is VR dating. How dumb no, that would no, be. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is one thing I could agree is dumb. So you're going to meet, what, five people in the state? What? Hey, you know, VR, <laughs> a lot more people have VR headsets than you realize, dude. A lot. Like, it's, it's just, VR it's, is pretty popular. It, console's still cheaper than VR right now. But VR is not meant to replace a console. It is a completely different kind of experience. It's, it's kind of like a different kind of console. Mm-hmm. It's a different form of experience. Um, and you can do it, like, you're not, it's not a traditional gaming thing. And remember, cost of entry is always going to be high early on. I, if, for those of you we're talking about, I, I recently bought an Oculus Rift, and I do not regret it. And I waited for them to come down in price, which they have. When they first came out, they were like $700. Mm-hmm. But, no, I... I think it's awesome, like, playing around with it. Some of the stuff you can do on this thing, like, it's... It's fun. It is immersive. It's... Like, it is fun. It's just, at this point, I feel like it's still too expensive. I mean, yes and no. Like, if you're living, like, let's say, lower class, you have, like, five Mm -hmm. kids you need to support... Um, you're working you're not gonna jobs, you shouldn't go out and buy this. But at the same time, that's also the same reason you're not going to buy them an Xbox or a PS4. If if but, if you're kind of struggling. But, but, okay, so, like, yours is connected to your game computer that you built, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's an addition to, and then you have to buy the games. Same thing with a gaming console. Yeah, like yeah, but the console you can just buy it, so you don't have the need the computer or the. But you still have to buy the games, and a lot of stuff on VR is free. There's a lot of free content, and remember, video games are expensive nowadays. Yeah, but remember, this is early on. The goal is to end up having it be standalone. Like now, they have the Oculus Quest coming out, which is going to be standalone, and you don't need a computer for it, and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to work with most apps in the Oculus Store, and it's the same price as the Oculus Rift. So we're heading towards Ready Player One. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Whatever. But, I mean, that, that was. But that remember, was this movie. is you remember the technology you're paying for. Like, this is not cheap stuff. They're really high quality headphones on it. Mm-hmm. A headband with IR sensors all around it. it two is, sensors in the rooms, which tracks your movement rather. Oh well. yeah, with just the two sensors, and then you add the third one, and it's full track. The touch controllers, which are like some of the most. Like, intuitive controllers I've ever used in anything. I think it's a little too sensitive, personally. Because I keep hitting that Oculus button. You just have to redo your placement. You have to get used to the plate. And that's something I struggle with. But it's like, it makes sense. As a touch controller, it's based on your grip. When you want to grab something, you grab the controller. When you want to point at something, you move your finger up. It's very intuitive. It's not something you have to teach people very much. I mean, I guess what we're getting at is, if you can spend, if you can spend and justify $400 for a VR, try it out. I think you should. I think people should try. I mean, or if you know somebody. if I mean, even go to Best Buy and, and don't worry about looking dumb. Microsoft Store. I mean, even the local bowling place nearby here, they... They have HTC Vibes on, like, this it, thing that you can play around with. And it, it's, it, it, it's worth a try, even though it's, like, $10 to try it out. I don't know. Part of me still wants to advocate for outdoors. Well, I mean, this is not to replace outdoors. I mean, look at the type of games we're playing, like Beat Saber and stuff like that. I mean, You're not going to go outside and play... A music game. And you no, spend that money on, like, so you 
rock climbing equipment or ski equipment. Sure, Except rock but, climbing equipment can get really, really expensive. Yeah, you're paying four hundred plus dollars. When and, you're looking at a VR headset, a VR headset is cheap compared to the stuff you spend on a rock climb. Remember our climbing friend? How much he spent on boots alone? Boots were like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it kind of cost him his relationship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Topic, but um, I will Let's say look at the time. I will say the VR. You can get a really good workout out of it. Depending oh yeah. And you're playing. Like uh, I was playing. Uh, what was it? Um, super hot. Super hot. And like you're after like 30, 40 minutes. I'm like starting to build up a sweat and like and it, it's it's like a fun workout. I think the other part of it is it's it's gotten good enough where it's easy to forget that you're in a VR experience. Like Yes. Like super hot when I'm playing that, like some I hate this sounds so cheesy, but it feels like you're there. Like you take yes. off the headset and you're like, Oh, I'm still in this space connected to a computer. Like mm-hmm. it's it is good enough now where I can say it's immersive, and I liked it. I always want to say it's pushing me away from console because, as much as I love playing console games, like it's very Forza limited and all that, it, you will have such a limited range of view. And if you want to have that more immersive experience, especially with like mm-hmm. racing games, you got to spend thousands of dollars. It wasn't the one thing is, is they need to adapt because right now we have this whole first person shooter thing. They need to adapt the way the VR works for motion because right now the motion sickness is pretty. Anytime. Basically, if you're playing a game where you're stationary or your movement is based on your physical position in the room, that's fine. But ones where you can actually change your position, um, like the teleportation systems are good. Like the one in Robo Recall where you teleport to where you want to go, that's awesome. But ones where you're physically moving, like Minecraft or any first-person shooter... Super hot, no. Super, well, super hot, you still have some movement. Super hot, you can move, but not like where you're. I'm saying like ones where if you're moving, it's fine. If you're physically moving, but where ones where you have to push a joystick and your character's moving like across the plane, mm-hmm. but you're not. That's what gives you most of the shakiness. So like Payday Two was a great example. I picked it up and put it down after 30 seconds. I couldn't do it. It gives you that motion sickness because your body wants to like fall forward because this person's moving, but you're not. So would you rather have like uh, kind of like in Ready Player One, one of those like. Omnidirectional treadmills, kind of like that idea. Like that, I like that, or at least something where I can like. Even if I like pick my feet up and down, it can kind of move my like rhythm out based on that. But like, for me to be just standing there completely still, and then I push the joystick forward and I'm moving while I wear this headset, like that's nauseating. And that was the same issue I had with the racing simulators. Like you're sitting there in place and you're moving that racing wheel and it's fine. But as soon as you make that turn, you're expecting to feel the force of that turn as you would in a car and you don't and your body's bracing for it and it just makes you like get that VR sickness. And apparently it goes away over time, but... But I mean, that happens with anything to be honest. Yeah. If you ride a, you ride a roller coaster, probably the first couple of times you have motion sickness because you're not used to it. But I'm sure you eventually get used to riding, yeah. like, I don't know, Twister Mountain or something. I think VR is promising. I think people need to be more open to it. I think... I mean, especially if it... Especially if, like, the Oculus started out at 700 and now it's going down to 400. Yeah, and that's... It, well, keep in mind, it was 400 and you just got the headset. Now it's four... Or, I'm sorry, it was 700 and you just got the headset. Now it's 400. You get the two Oculus sensors, which are, like, 60 or $70 a piece to buy them, and the Oculus... Touch controllers. Hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) Listen, I did a lot of research. This was another thing I did a lot of research. I went back and forth between the Vive and the Oculus, and I thought, one, the Oculus was cheaper, and two, the Oculus had more content for it. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, what we're saying is, if you can, if you or one of your friends, because Jimmy and I don't have one yet, 
maybe in like the next five years. Enact peer pressure and pressure them to buy an Oculus Rift. If 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 they have four hundred dollars that they're willing to spend on entertainment, four hundred plus because you know, like Super Hot, which I'd recommend playing, is like oh, it was so much fun. It's like what an extra twenty dollars. Super hot, yeah, like twenty dollars. And listen, like some of the games are super cheap. Like Accounting Plus is one of these like wacky, like horror sci fi kind of things that looks silly, and it's eleven dollars. And it's like, nothing some, like real accounting. Yeah, it's not. not. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of VR content out there that's affordable. You don't have to go spend fifty or forty dollars on Fallout or Skyrim or that kind of stuff. Like, unless you are, want to, unless you want to experience I mean, that. So, but there are VR experiences to be had that are cheap. Beat Saber, I think, was twenty bucks, and that is easily the game we play the most. And I mean, it's cheaper than getting games like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, yeah, Forza, which all come out like they $60. are just saying that a uh, game. Releases are more profitable than movie releases now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you went through three days. Yeah, it takes a smaller more money than Avengers Infinity War. Well, think about it. It takes a smaller budget to make a game. Like you don't, and you sell it for a higher price. Buy. I mean, like it's like drastically. Oh, I believe it. I mean, what? How how many times do we see Avengers? Like four in theaters? Three? Probably two. I, I saw them in theaters like three times. Uh, the most recent Avengers Infinity War. And that's like, what, $30 or something? And while a video game, you buy brand new. And especially nowadays, if you want to do like co-op or something, the other person has to have their own Yeah, you games. can't do local co-op. That's a rant for another day, is getting rid of local co-op in games. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in the future. Um, I but guess... I think we are, we are at the end of our time. Yes, and to leave you off... Uh, let us know if you want to release schedules more regu- regularly, like we want to, but like weekly, bi-weekly, I think we're gonna, I once think a no, month. No matter what, we're going to try to get a more re- regular release schedule. I don't like this delay that we had, but I think <laughs> I think weekly or bi-weekly is what we should be. Uh, I think uh, bi-weekly either bi-weekly or once a month, depending. But let us know what you guys yeah, think. See, I mean, I, I know, apparently we have more people excited than we originally thought, which is good. I mean, please share it with your friends. If you think we're doing a good job, let us know. Um, if we're not doing a good job, also let us know. You can reach out to us. It's Alternative Opinions and Rants on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have our Facebook Messenger set up now. Otherwise, AO and Rants at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, send it here. If you want to be a guest, send us a message. We'll, we'll gladly see. have you here. Um, and we're going to try to give you guys more diverse content, have more people on the show. We've had some people who have expressed interest in being on the show. But mm-hmm. as, we, as you guys know, this is a podcast that is evolving. But we do thank you for being early supporters. And obviously, we now reached a big milestone. Again, we're um, spread the word. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, iTunes, CastBox, Castbox etc. We're mainly on Anchor. Anchor is the hub. But Anchor distributes to everything. So... Basically, we were on whatever platform you listen on podcasts. So you can listen in the car now. You don't have to have the SoundCloud app. It's a lot easier to listen to us. And you can subscribe to us on Google Play, mm-hmm. on, on all those podcast services. So when we publish a new episode, you are notified. But And if you think we're doing a great job, we also have a donations page. Yes, on Anchor. That Thank you for reminding me. On Anchor, we are now open to accepting donations for support. Um, they that can they are charitable. They are they are. Chair? No, they're Jimmy. Are they tax deductible? No, they're not well, tax deductible. Yeah, it's charity, nonetheless. 
It's not no, a charity. We're, we're not, not a nonprofit. <laughs> but that will go to helping us get nicer equipment or improving the show or better yeah, sound if quality. If you want to sponsor an episode here and there, yeah, we feel free. If you want us to call you out, I will definitely. I think that would be a regular thing is we call out supporters, unless you don't want to be called out and you want to be anonymous. But that's all we have time for. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Johnny. And this has been Alternative Opinions and Rants, episode 5. Time. We're signing out. Peace.